I'm almost sad because it's over. And it's not you, dude. It's me. This is the final chapter in the current four-part series of upending the generally unjustified enthusiasm out there for Tesla. Internal combustion, dude. It's going to underpin transportation for decades to come. Decades, at least. Now, if you think internal combustion is dead and it's you know, just a matter of time for word to get around, it's time for you to get on the plane to leave Fantasy Island and return to the real world. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously, or you can click the card on screen now. And I think you'd agree it's been emotional, shining the light of facts into that delusional darkness of the typical Tesla enthusiast. And the butthurt has poured in upliftingly day upon day upon day. Today, I suspect it's going to be very emotional indeed for bolted-on cult members to learn that Electric Jesus is going to be ultimately unable to slay the fire-breathing dragon we know as internal combustion. Tesla will out-innovate and outperform the legacy ice industry and be the dominant player in the years to come when it comes to cars in my opinion. Calling Elon electric Jesus really rubs me the wrong way. Maybe we should refer to you as tailpipe Jesus. Maybe we should. Tailpipe Jesus is fine with me, although I'm not so much a faith-based advocate for anything. I prefer facts, so overall I'm a poor candidate for any religious metaphor. Electric Satan, perhaps. That might fit. Every good saviour needs an adversary, after all, otherwise there's nothing from which to be saved. Argue the toss with me on that, right? This is, of course, why they invented hell all those years ago. I'd suggest that Electric Jesus is the perfect satirical nickname for Mr. Musk, because in the minds of the fanboys, this is exactly the metaphoric terrain he occupies. He purports to be the saviour, at least by implication. Buying into his messages requires unquestioning faith. It's kind of biblical, religious, whatever. There are distinct parallels, at least there are to me. As for anyone being rubbed the wrong way here, well, that's entirely a matter for you, dude. If I were just wrong, okay, you could dismiss what I say without a second thought. It would not worry you at all. But the fact that anyone appears to be offended must suggest that there is some traction to the alternative argument. At least some traction, okay? In my view, many of the religious are offended by the stated positions of high-profile atheists, not because they have such impervious religious faith, but in fact because they harbour kernels of doubt which they try really hard to suppress. Perhaps I'm wrong, but it seems like the same phenomenon plays out here. At least that's how it seems to me. So, if you are offended about anything, something I say, something else, I urge you in the strongest possible terms 
to pursue an internal inquiry of sorts, the better to locate the conflict that is rubbing you against the grain. This is the real and not nearly often enough stated virtue of actually taking offence, in my opinion. Internal investigation into the veracity of the positions you hold, right? Are they justified or are they not? See, I don't need you to agree with me. I fundamentally don't care. And maybe that's a character defect, but I think robust debate is what gets humanity ahead, generally. And I'm happy to be proved wrong about anything, but it has to be using facts, which the faithful seem disinclined or unable to proffer. They've got their cognitively dissonant preferred reality, right, I suppose, and they are disinclined to challenge that. Intellectually, that's a real problem. More importantly, many fanboys use that term, legacy, as in legacy car makers, to describe the manufacturers of internal combustion vehicles, i.e. every car maker, pretty much, except Tesla. Legacy. Okay, like it's already a done deal. EVs have won this battle, which doesn't really exist. It's not actually a battle. And the dinosaurs are dead, right? They just don't know it yet. That's the thought process going on here. This is the terrain you occupy if you attempt to frame this debate by consigning every internal combustion car maker to the legacy domain. I frankly don't know how far up the distal end of your own digestive tract you need to position your head to see things this way. But I get the impression that you'll be able to smell breakfast tomorrow morning while it's cooking, if you do. Meaning, rather a long way up there. Yes. Legacy, of course, means, as an adjective, superseded but difficult to replace because of its widespread use. And I'm just not seeing that in respect of internal combustion. I've driven the Model S, I shot a review for the Seven Network several years ago here in Chitsville, when it was still kind of a new thing, and I really liked driving the Model S. It was awesome. The build quality was kind of average, but the concept was sensational and the performance was outstanding. That's a fair assessment, I think. I currently drive a Kona Electric, and I've driven that car almost 8,000 Ks during a pandemic. It helped me survive the microscopic zombie apocalypse. So far, so props for that. I've actually got a 7.7 kilowatt mains powered EV charger on the garage wall. It's just outside the fat cave, just over there. And I really like driving that Kona EV as well, especially after ditching the eco tires that it comes with standard and running a set of super grippy Michelins. The Kona EV is not a perfect vehicle, like it is kind of expensive, but it goes great and it's quiet and I routinely get 450 Ks out of a full tank of electrons and that's kind of impressive too. So on balance, I am hardly an EV hater, but to describe every other car maker as legacy, please don't insult the facts in this way. There is a giant industry operating worldwide. You've heard of it. It's called the oil industry. It produces roughly 100 million barrels of oil per day. That's 16 
billion litres of oil per day. Billion, with a B. That's 16 million cubic metres, which is so hard to conceptualise. So let me give you a leg up on that. Every day, that is a box of crude oil, 40 metres by 40 metres at the base, and it stretches 10 kilometres into the air, which is like 10 or 12% taller than Mount Everest. And about half of that oil becomes gasoline. 8 billion cubic metres of gasoline every day, 24-7. Rain, hail or shine. And it's so cheap. And dude, I know climate change is real, okay? But when you look at the sheer size of the oil industry and the incredible economic edge it enjoys, combustion versus electric, that tap is not going to go off, nor is it going to be throttled back anytime soon. Like, it's just not. In fact, the coronavirus has done more to reduce oil consumption than any green initiative, including Tesla, much more than Tesla could conceivably have hoped to accomplish there. Between 2019 and 2020, crude oil production dropped roughly 9 million barrels per day. These oil data are according to the US Energy Information Administration. And that alone should convince you of the security of internal combustion as the fundamental means of transportation for decades. Here's another reason, though, if one is not enough. Also in the pesky domain of ontology, global vehicle production in 2019 was 92.8 million vehicles. That's global vehicle production, according to the European Automobile Manufacturers Association. That's rather a lot of cars, okay? If you park them all in a conga line, it would encircle the planet and be 12 lanes wide. Global EV production 2019 was 2.1 million EVs. That's according to the International Energy Agency. And of those EVs, roughly one in six was a Tesla. 365,300 Teslas were produced in 2019. Therefore, total EVs are about 2.3% of global automobile production. That's not the proportion of EVs actually out there on the road in service. Let's remember, that is far less. It's the latest full-year new vehicle production data. 2.3% of new cars are electric. Tesla makes roughly four cars for every thousand cars currently produced globally. And to me, this is a very curious position from which even a devoted advocate for that brand could hope to declare global dominance, I'd suggest. And by curious, I mean completely indefensible. All of you legacy carmaker types, I'd suggest you all just failed the superseded test in the definition of the word, okay, the word legacy. Internal combustion cars will be available for decades to come, just decades. Using the term legacy is a classic PR gambit, right? Framing the debate despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. If over the next 10 years, EVs grow tenfold, they'll represent one quarter of global vehicle production. We might actually see that, and in our cities, this would be a really good thing. Because of air quality and the need to improve it for the sake of human health, because tailpipe emissions 
so injurious on balance in our cities. What we will certainly see over the next decade is increasing choice in the energy mix of new cars available. More hybrids, more plug-in hybrids, more full battery EVs, and even a smattering of hydrogen fuel cell vehicles added to the mix. Underpinned, however, by a really solid foundation of internal combustion vehicles, because this can't occur any other way. Europe is going to lead the way on EV adoption, that's pretty clear. But the developing world will be almost exclusively internal combustion for the foreseeable future. America, right, roughly as addicted to oil as we Schittsvillians are to coal. And no doubt, this is environmentally disastrous bilaterally, but it remains an inconvenient fact. Internal combustion, like, I'll be dead before it is, and frankly, I plan on living forever. Over to you now, okay? I sincerely hope we can get to 25% hates with this series because if you hated my initial report on Tesla just before Christmas, you are guaranteed to be full tilt apoplectic over this compendium of my responses. Yes. And you're angry mainly because my points are very hard to rebut using evidence. I'm gonna really look forward to your outrage in the comments. I know I'm committing the Tesla equivalent of apostasy here, but hey, unapologetically so. Please don't forget to insult me down there. I do always enjoy that more than I should. I don't know why. Perhaps because I never wanted to be in a friggin' popularity contest. Do try to be creative with those insults, won't you? We can all use a laugh, particularly this year. And I don't see 2021 kicking off all that much better, frankly. Unsubscribing is also a most entertaining undertaking. At least it is to me. If that's the best you've got, my simple suggestion is to subscribe and then unsubscribe and then subscribe again, just so you can unsubscribe again. Thus, giving it to me twice. See if I can take it. I'll just be down here in Electric Satan's fat cave, smoking my cow manoeuvre, special reserve, looking dumber than I am, as alleged earlier. Again, still, developing detailed plans to live forever. 25% hates. I mean, that's all I ask. I double dead dingo's dong, I dare you. Not a penny less. Or may Electric Jesus himself ride into town on a weightless battery pack that never needs recharging, publicly available in roughly three years at zero cost, and strike me down for failing to be sufficiently hated when he's not selling, you know, fake credits to needy legacy car makers, reverse parking the Falcon Heavy, and magically sucking lithium from clay. I'd really hate to get in the way of the Messiah's main game.